Hey, this is Stillness in the Storms, and I'm Stephen Webb, and oh boy, isn't the world a storm at the moment? 2020. Who would have ever predicted 2020? If anybody had predicted 2020 last year, or even in January, they would have been taken away. I'm sure they would have been put in a straitjacket. It's just, it's one of those years where whenever we take a moment and we look backwards, we can see how it happened. But we just cannot see what's going to happen next. We have no idea whatsoever is going to happen next. And I see everywhere that the world needs more love. The world needs a group hug. The world needs this wonderful love energy. What I call BS, I'm sorry. You know, I... I've got a big open heart, I think, and I give the world love and I try to hold space for people so they can. But I don't think love is what the world needs or not in the same way that in the spiritual sense of love. We need the practical sense of love. And let me tell you the difference on today's podcast. You know, I meditate to understand myself. I sit, I sit quiet to observe my feelings, observe my emotions, my thoughts, to observe the feeling in my thumb, what's going on in my thumb and my fingers and my toes. Seems a bit odd when I cannot feel my body because I'm paralyzed just below the neck. But I still do it anyway because it's still attached to me and it still has an influence on me. And I think it's important to know what's going on to know where our thoughts are coming from, where our feelings are coming from. And when we understand ourselves, when we understand what's going on within, we can have some kind of peace. We can can deal with the problems that our body's telling us. You know, we can deal with that poorly knee months before it actually gets beyond um, repairable. We can deal with the emotion when it's arising before it gets too bad. So... Does the world need love? No. You know, it's it's much like having a baby. When we have a baby, we go, well, it just needs love. It doesn't. It needs its nappy changed. It needs food. It needs looking after. And to do that, you need to understand the cry. You need to understand what's wrong with a child. You know, you take someone that's looked after a child for two years, and suddenly somebody else walks in to look after the child for a week. They don't know what that child needs. Yes, we know it needs food and we know it needs a clean nappy and we know it needs dressing and washing. But we don't know the whims. We don't know what the child likes, what the child needs to be nourished. We don't know how the child feels comfortable, feels comfort. And that's what the world needs. The world needs that kind of love. And to give that kind of love, what do you need? You need understanding understanding you need to understand what's going on or at least the best way you possibly can and to understand anything that's going on you've got to look at it from more than one angle you can't just look at it from one angle and then go oh i know black lives matter yes of course all lives matter of course ants matter bees matter trees matter and and I really get really tired of hearing every time Black Lives Matter comes up, 
you get a whole wave of people, all lives matter. And I'm not going to go into the metaphor of the burning building and the broken leg and everything like that. You've seen them all everywhere on the internet. You know, in short, you know, it's like there's one house burning. Uh, I'm going into it now, aren't I? One house burning, the fire brigade comes up and he starts spraying the house that's not burning. Okay, technically they do do that to stop the spread of the fire, but that's as long as they're putting the fire out as well. But in general, you need to deal with the problem at hand. And just, I know you're not dismissing it by going all lives matter, but you are lessening the problem. Because when someone looks up and says black lives matter, they're not saying white lives don't matter. You know, the only way I can relate to walking out of a shop putting money in my wallet and a, and a policeman saying, where did you get that money? Or being pulled over. Well, I cannot relate to fearing losing my life, my life being pulled over by the police because I just don't. I don't fear a policeman. I don't live in a place where I have to. I'm not, I haven't got that colored skin that is, has connotations that go with it, unfortunately. But what I am I'm disabled and I've loads of meetings with social services and I can remember going into those meetings really feeling like a second class citizen because I'm disabled and my life doesn't matter. My life is not important as important as somebody else's. And with this COVID-19 at the moment, you know, everybody's, well, my freedom and my liberties, I want to go out, I want to do all these things. No, we're currently trying to look after the vulnerable and the elderly that cannot fight this virus. We should have had the hashtag old lives matter, disabled lives matter. Now then, this isn't lessening the black lives matter because I personally think the black lives matter should be the biggest hashtag right now along with old lives matter regarding the other COVID-19. And this is what understanding does. It puts it in context. You know, we're seeing this year, nothing's ever black and white. You know, the protest happened not just because of George Lloyd. George Lloyd is the catalyst. It's been happening. People have felt that their lives haven't mattered for a very, very long time. And it's just happened to coincide with a couple of months of lockdown where people have been locked down for this COVID-19 and now they're suddenly coming out and or even if they're not allowed out, they're kind of coming out for the simple fact that they've had enough. And then you suddenly hit them with one of their own dying in such a horrible way, a horrible video, one of our own. <laughs> no, he's one of us. But he certainly, I certainly feel he's one of us. I cannot breathe. You know, the right to breathe surely is the, the, the first fundamental right of anything. Nobody owns the oxygen. Nobody owns the right to breathe. And those words just echo so much. So you add all of that together. And with coming out of the lockdown, the world slowing down and now suddenly speeding up, the weather getting warmer, people wanting to be out, people wanting to feel, make a difference, people wanting to 
and find connections again and they felt their connections over this and then you get the protest now then you know the world's biggest protest 2003 36 million people estimated took part across the world 3,000 different anti-war protests across the world just let that sink in that's 36 million people in the world protested what happened we have more war it doesn't make a difference and i i really don't advocate violence in any way and i really don't and i, and I want to make that point really clear i don't think violence is ever the answer but if you've tried everything else you possibly know, what else is there left? If a guy come up to my daughter or me and he threatened me and I said, no, go away, otherwise I'm going to punch you. And he carried on and I said, go away, otherwise I will have to punch you. And I give him so many warnings. What do I do at some point? Okay, it's a metaphor for me because my punches wouldn't, wouldn't do anything to anybody. But the point I'm making, at some point, they took to the knee and they were ridiculed. They protested and they were ridiculed. We had nearly a million people protest Brexit. Didn't listen. Didn't care. Two days later, it's not even on the news. I believe we had 750,000 people protest against privatising parts of the NHS. My cat snoring in the background, if you can hear her. Um, even my voice puts my cat to sleep. Um, what happened? The government carried on as usual. Peaceful protests rarely work. And that's really unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. And I blame the people that don't listen to the peaceful protests. You know, there's people out there crying out to be understood. And we're not understanding them. We're not listening. That's what the world needs. The world needs to be listened to a little more. We need to feel the pain they are feeling. And not just in some beneficial BS way. Oh yeah, I can feel... I, I understand your plight, but really it's not the time to do it. Oh, I'm tired of hearing... Now's not the time to talk about it. Well, when is the damn time to talk about people dying when they don't need to die? You know, if peaceful protests worked, why didn't the US and UK government sit on the border with Saddam Hussein and go, hey, Saddam, we got placards here. See, governments know peaceful protests don't work. That's why they want the peaceful protests. But they also know peaceful protests makes them look bad. So they also want a protest to turn violent very quickly because if it turns violent, then they can sort them out and then they can say, there you go, they're the bad people. They're not bad people, they're unheard people. They're people that are fed up, tired of this yelling the same message and people not getting it. Why did we elect Trump? Or why did the, um, the US elect Trump? Because there was a huge wave of people that were not listened to and they were fed up. Think about how many times in your lives when you're not listened to, either by a partner or by other people. Yeah, at some point you come out fighting. And we also got to understand the police that 
that not all police are racist, terrible, bad people. In actual fact, I don't believe anybody's bad people. I believe bad people have experiences in life that turns them doing actions that are not so great. And some actions that are outright terrible and horrible. And we need to have justice for them. Yes. But then you have the police that have to do the government's work. They don't want to be doing that. I'm sure. It's not, you know, it's like the soldiers when they go to war. They don't really want to go to war. There may be a few that do, but I, I just don't think they do. And I'm kind of answering for them now. And I realize I can't because I'm not a soldier. So I just think we need to understand all sides a little more. We, we, we're battling with ourselves. We're battling with the wrong people. You know, on my on my timeline at the moment, it looks like a squabbling fest on Facebook. I'm pointing out my side, they're pointing out their side, and we're both right. You know, not one person that's replied to one of my posts has been totally wrong. And I posted a post the other day, um, and it said about a racist comment and all in it, and... Several people called me out on it, and I read it back, and it I do, it wasn't racist. Or it might have been racist, but there wasn't enough information in the post to come to the conclusion it was racist. So therefore, it should not have been used. And I replied to each one of those people saying, thank you for enlightening me on this. And I let them read my comments back, and I deleted it today. You know, I'm wrong a lot of the time which is good because it means I learn something but we need more understanding we need more we need to be able to see their perspective we need to weep just as Jeremy Putman Reverend Jeremy Putman I asked him the other day what would Jesus do if he was here now I think he would weep but then I think the next phase, he would ask us to understand, to listen. You know, love is to listen. You know, we can band around all the lovely phrases of world needs more love. But love has a different side. It has an action to it. And if you love your child, you make it comfortable. You understand what it needs in that moment. If you love your partner, if you love your parents or somebody else in life, you listen to them and you try to create the comfort and security that they deserve in life. That's what the action of love is. So that's what we need to do. You know, if you're advocating more love for the black lives, we need to understand them. We need to create a world in which they do not fear a policeman. You know, Somebody that's causing criminal damage, somebody that's committing a crime needs to fear a policeman, not because of the colour of their skin. That's... We all know that. <laughs> there isn't one person listening to this podcast now that doesn't know that. And I'm sorry if I'm sounding like, like as if I'm preaching here, but, you know, we need to wake up. And waking up is understanding it's not disconnecting. It's not some kind of utopian, wonderful, beautiful life. It's, you know, waking up is understanding ourselves first. What's going on inside of me? How am I feeling about this? 
And then waking up as the wider picture is seeing things from whole perspectives. I don't think that policeman wanted to kill George Lloyd that day. I really don't. But I do believe in my heart that the way, the way he sees the world, the experiences he's had in life, created a situation that could have been prevented and should be prevented and should not happen. And justice needs to be done. But just coming back with the world needs love or all lives matter, that's not going to fix shit. And I just want to, you know, this is a bit of a heavy podcast for me, um, but I just wanted to address that. I just wanted to address the fact that I don't like the fact that peaceful protests don't work, but they very rarely do work. And I don't know the answers. I, 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 it's easy to sit here and point out the problems. I can do that all day, but I don't have the answers. But I do know that, yes, all lives matter. But right now, we need to sort the shit out where blacks feel that their lives don't matter. That's what we're working on right now. Last year, we worked on the Me Too movement. That didn't, that didn't mean that many people that didn't have the Me Too movement that, or weren't involved in any kind of, um, what do you call it? Oh, I'm trying to think of the word now. I can't think of the word. In any kind of events that were part of the Me Too movement, it didn't mean that we were dismissing those people that weren't suffering from it. No. We didn't have a hashtag me, me, me too. <laughs> it's just ah oh. I'm Stephen Webb and this is Stillness in the Storms and you'd really help me if you could become a patron that would help me to hey spread this word a little more you know help build the podcast build the listener base and get this message out to the world because yes the world needs love but above love it needs understanding and it needs it needs us to open our hearts and see it from their perspective and not just ours. That's really important. Perspective. How do they feel about it? Not how you feel about it. Thank you. Head over to stephenwebb.com. There's a link at the top to become a patron of my podcast and support the work I do. Take care. Love you guys. More understanding. Thank you. I can't breathe. <laughs>